I'm, I've embarked on a new facial like treatment. Pause. Isn't the word facial? Yeah, you say you you say you embarked on a new facial routine. I was like, pause. You know. Why, why and and because you know, my skin been real dry, and we've been doing the podcast stuff, and I've been seeing Chris showing. You know, you need Chris, you showing up all uh, moisturized and moisturized, literally. And so um, I went to the store, brought the shit. I've been using it the last three days. I will lie to you, bro. Feel good. Was it proactive? Remember that two thousands, two thousand ten. I don't have acne. <laughs> what did he? Uh, what did he, bro? Diddy was he on was, a, on he the was all over pro actor. He, he was yeah. all over that. He was all over that. Nah, this ain't pro actor. This, this is this is Kegels. I don't like the way Kegels sound. Too close to Kegels. You know what Kegels are? Yes, I know what those are. Yeah, what? The, how do keep you? Peace how you how, how you know this? You don't know this until like nine or twelve months into your relationship. So how 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 like how you know this? You know what? How familiar can you be? What Kegels? Yeah. As I learn it, man. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta understand. You gotta know what you gotta know, bro. What are you talking about, bro? Just because you know what I'm saying, I, I, I value my body. You can read about it all you want to. Someone can tell no, you about it all about you want to, but can you feel it? Can, can you feel it? Can you feel it? This, you know what I'm saying? I don't talk about that type of stuff. This, this is not a conversation between you and Herman. I don't talk like that. I don't talk like that. Welcome to Y'all Hood Neva. We're your hosts. I'm Mike, and that's Chris. What's up? Slim, what we getting into today? You already know what it is, Beyond Hood Neva, and today for the evil of it. You already know what we getting into, man. I couldn't wait for some real topics to come back. You know what I'm saying? It's been a long time. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this, bro. I've been asking God, please give us what a new topic that we can talk about. And y'all already know what we're about to talk about. The most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Aqua Negro and the River, the River City Brawl, bro. That was bugged out. It was bugged out. Apparently, if you don't know, it, it, I mean, if you black, or, I mean, if you're on the internet, if you don't know about this, you kind of must read books. You must not be on the internet. Listen, bro, if anybody would have told me the race war would begin, the first battle of the race war would begin in Alabama, I would not have argued. But the one thing that surprised me the most was Aqua Negro. How? Bruh. Bruh. Bruh, he jumped in the river, bro. A black dude from the south. And you know, traditionally, black dudes can't swim. Like, specifically black dudes. Like, black girls can swim I a lot swim. of times. Black, I mean, but Mike, you know, you from Compton. You know what I'm saying? I understand. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that past you. You know what I'm saying? You're not as well-traveled as me, you know? Living in Washington, D.C., being big brother, big sister, mentor about all these white folks, man. I, I, had, the, I had the experience of learning how to swim <laughs> when I was a child. <laughs> Something that wasn't made available to you because you have other people of color be your mentors. Well, you have white mentors <laughs> when you're growing up. <laughs> you learn the vestiges of whiteness, the, the privileges of being white. What's the main one? Walking around barefoot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Taking up off the ground. All the stuff that's health and wellness stuff that people are into now and they like in their now early 20s, 30s, you know what I'm saying? That's stuff I was doing when I was like seven, eight, because they were just teaching me that type of stuff. Gardening, Chris, this is how you should grow your own food. That's another story for another time, but just trust me, bro. You got to know, bro. You got to know what's up. So when I saw him mm-hmm. swimming, he was hitting that breaststroke. Oh, woo, oh, 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 oh. Bro, he was kicking that joint, but guess the, the, the kicker, bro, the kicker. He had on tennis shoes, bro. Anybody that know about swimming know how hard it is to swim with Nikes on. Because Nikes are the fattest, heaviest shoes you can put on because all the cushioning. But, mm-hmm. but back to what I'm talking about. If this, the brawl started because white privilege. These people had their little shanty shack on the, on the like, dock. You know what I'm saying? Apparently, it's a thing called a boat alley. Again, Alabama. I mean, most people would call it a dock. 
hey, a harbor. Hey, you know, Alabama, I guess they just call it a boat alley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't call it. <laughs> anyway, point being, they was trying, they was blocking the place for this like big Moors, uh, I guess, ferry to dock so they can let people walk because people were trying to get across the river. So the mm-hmm. boat, the bigger boat needed to dock. And one of the people that manages the boat alley, one of the officers, mm-hmm. like, I guess one of the employees, I wouldn't even say officers, one of the employees was letting them know, hey, could you remove your boat so that your little raft, your skippy, so that we can get this bigger boat here because that's where it's supposed to be. And some people like to call them caucasoids. I like to call them thugs. And they just got into this, this employee's face who was just doing his job, protecting the vestiges of the community. He wasn't even doing anything wrong. He was just doing his job. Cause you know, it ain't no black person there on let. Like he's, he's a white, he's a black guy protecting some white person's property. And he telling some white people, Hey, one of your brothers said you can't park that right here. Cause you move it down. And so we can park this Jane. You can go on about your business. They got in my man's face. Your man hit the hat signal. The hat signal? That's the new sign? Didn't know that was the sack. That's the, that's the new sign. You need help. Throw your hat up in the air. Throw your fitted up. Put your ones up in the air. <laughs> Put your hats up in the air. You know what I'm saying? And you know black people coming. Bruh, next thing you know, <laughs> violence ensues. They start banking this man up, giving him a mix, putting the beats on my man. He was Dr. Dre. He put the beats on him. It was all bad. You know what I'm saying? He was in that jank with the timbo. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, palm forward. Boom, boom, boom. Put the beats on my man. It was over. It was over. The bounce was back. He was getting his ass whooped. I mean, damn, I messed that up. <laughs> Next thing you know, some Aqua Negro jumped across the river. Then some other black people came down. Next thing you know, me and shoes. And that's where we're going to stop. We're going to get to the podcast. So that's enough teeing up for y'all, man. Just know people was getting mixed up. The beats was in full effect. It was crazy. Uh, so, Chris, I think you did a masterful job of teeing us up to try to get us through the first 10 minutes before you then shared the spotlight with me to then say something without cursing. Mm. I don't know if I have mm. it in me right now to not curse before the two and a half minute mark passes to get to the 10 minute mark. Because one of the things that triggered this whole thing was a statement by this white man when Mr. Mm. Pickett, the black man who was just doing his job, oh, that's his name? when he pulls up, Mr. Pickett, Mr. Pickett, that's his name. He pulled up and he said something to this white man about moving his boat. And the first thing someone else in the white man's boat says is something that I cannot say within the first 10 minutes of the podcast because it contains. Go ahead, say it. Don't matter. Curse word. No matter, bro. All right, yeah. curse. Yeah. You sure? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. They man. Said, they crazy, said, man. In the back, they said, man, man, they said, fuck that nigga. You lying. I, that, that's what triggered the whole thing. That's why they So I'm doing a little bit of my research right now. The mayor and the police chief are black. <laughs> So what they're saying is, we're kind of investigating this as a hate crime. Hold on, let me take a second and say this. Like, subscribe, follow Beyond Her and Evil on YouTube, man. If you're watching, like and subscribe. If you're listening, like and subscribe. And if you really want to hold us down, send us to somebody, bro. We try and grow the podcast, man. So, yeah, man. Beyond Her and Evil, YouTube backslash Beyond Her and Evil. All is over. It's quiet for them. It's over, Johnny. <laughs> Y'all are finished. The FBI has yet to classify as a hate crime, right? They don't want to do that just yet. You know what I'm okay. saying? They don't want to do that to their brethren, right? Not just yet. However, the mayor's like, yo, as a mayor, also as a black man, this might, this might fit. Police chief is like, this might fit. So, but yeah, that's what it was triggered by. Somebody said, fuck that nigga. And I ain't gonna lie to you. I'll be a little hot too. And if you approach me like you about to put your hands on me, because Chris, real talk though, I'm gonna try to deescalate. Even if you come at me like that, I already know this is not going to put me in a situation that I want to be in. Because at the end of the day, I got a whole lifestyle to protect. I got things that I've done, things I'm trying to achieve, person I'm trying to continue to be. I ain't trying to get down with your nonsense. If you're willing to spit that level of ignorance at me off the rip, then I know you you down for shenanigans that I don't want to be a part of, right? 
because then we don't have to just really get into it. So I'm going to try to de-escalate and avoid it. You know, just do my job and move on. But if you approach me, you know, you throw up your hands. He was smart. Mr. Pickett didn't throw up the bat signal. I wouldn't have thrown up no bat signal. We would have just been throwing up. But he threw up the bat signal. And homies came through. But that was the phrase that triggered it. Chris, would you have de-escalated in that situation? Or when somebody gets in your face and started pulling up the hands, are you throwing hands? What you going to do? What would you have done in that situation, bro? The only way I can really talk about this is from my perspective. There's not, yeah. There hasn't been a lot of times when someone has approached me and tried to get in my face since I've been a teenager. Because I was a bit bigger than everybody. First of all, if somebody come to me on that type of time at my, at my current stature, I immediately got to be like, oh, this, is, this person's a crazy person. First things first. This person's <laughs> You're a wild boy. Person. You're a wild Cause boy. Because they, 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 the threat of violence is high on your end, not on my end. Because nine times out of ten, I'm bigger than you. So it's like, what mm-hmm. is up with you? What's up? First of all, my, my armor, not my defense barrier is going to arms. Like, don't, don't approach me. Yeah. You're too close. So as soon as somebody starts up, stepping to me, they enter into my personal space. I take a step back. I need them at arm's length. Why do I need them at arm's length? So if I need to put my hands on them, John Jones. John Jones, I'm, my hands here. <laughs> my hands here. Why? Because I'm blocking their vision. I'm blocking it. And what's coming after it? Bow. I'm coming. Bow. You know what I'm saying? I'm bad. If I hit, if I hit them, let me do <laughs> I just want to make it known. Bow. It's coming. Over the top. Hand. Bow. It's coming. Over the top. You can't see. Because my hand's big. You know what I'm saying? So that's the first thing at first. I need you to step back. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, come, don't approach me. Get away from me. Mm-hmm. Second thing. I think I am de-escalating the situation because that's just in my nature. People that know me know I ain't somebody that's about here with a rah-rah trying to fight, whatever I'm saying. I'm not even going to say I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter. I'm just somebody that's not into a lot of conflict, bro. It's a waste of time. Much like yourself, Mike. I got things to lose. Like like when I was little, when people used to try to escalate (laughs) stuff with me, what did I used to say? I've said it on here all the time. I'm going to college. I'm not trying to fight you. <laughs> I'm going to school. <laughs> Last thing I need is a criminal record. I need all the things to work in my favor. I'm one of the few of the proud, the non-felons. <laughs> you know what I'm a black man in America that got a job, good credit, and don't got no felonies, his own mm. place, his own car. Like, it's things, it's, these, are, these are things. These are accolades for a young black man in America. I remember I was watching a thing mm-hmm. on Instagram. That's a little brief tangent. Go ahead. This, this dude posted a skit about being 21, turning 21 when you from the hood. Talk about it. Bruh. Making it to 21, it was like, dog, I made it. I, ma- I thought I wasn't going to make it. Now, I, but I have. I am here. I've made it. Same thing. Now, when I'm in my 30 plus mode, bro, I made it, bro. I am no longer a statistic. Like, I ain't got no kids. I ain't got, mm. bro, I dodged all the pitfalls, all the traps. Mm. Not, not mm. to say kids are traps, but, you know, your dreams kind of over. You had kids, your dreams over. Your dreams over. Your dreams over. You had a kid, you know, you, your dreams over. You, you got to live for your kid <laughs> until they're at least 15. You know, in that moment, I'm trying to de-escalate all conflict, all conflict. Slim, relax. Oh, 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 Slim. First of all, slow your roll. Slow your roll. First of all, and I need you to step back. I need you to give me some space. Give me six feet. If anything, give me two. I mean, really, I need you to give me three so I can really land this jank clean on your chin. I need you to give me three. So, <laughs> so you give me three feet so I get the full range of motion on this jank. Um, Twerk on it. <laughs> it's, that's what I'm doing, bro. I'm trying to de-escalate. And then when, in a situation mm-hmm. was to occur when someone is trying to brawl with me, I mean, I, I, I guess in my mind, I would have never thought to throw up my hat. Like, it was so smooth. Like, if you've seen it, he took it from behind his head to the front of his head. It was like ass catch him, like the reverse <laughs> catch him animation. He throw the pokeball. He used to take the hat from the front, turn it to the back, and then throw the jank like a baseball. He just took the jank from the back, switched it to the front, and it went up in the air. The next thing you know, you know, bros was coming, bro. Literally bros, because it was cues down there, too. And that's what I knew oh, it was all bad. Yeah, it was all bad. Yeah, he, had the dogs. He, had, he had them dogs. Bro, you got... Mm-hmm. Son, they, they had to be at least 40-plus. You know they was perfect. You know they was collegiate athletes. You mm-hmm. know it. They played every mm-hmm. sport. Baseball, football, basketball, all at the same time. Probably mm-hmm. number one ranked in the nation. 
you about to get beat. It's no problem. It's like, it's no problem. What you going to do with somebody that's an ex-athlete that's now just a deacon in church? They've been waiting mm-hmm. to, to turn up on somebody. You know how many people been in their face and they've been trying to be a, a walk with Christ, being a soldier of Christ? They wanted to smoke. They've been wanting mm-hmm. to smoke. That's why they came down so fast. Mm-hmm. Throwing people in the river, all that. So That's why they swam across. <laughs> awkward Negro, bro. Just throw up their hands because they was re- You don't have to get the ready to stay ready. Man. man. Hey, man. I didn't know Tila Khan meant uh, that was a, that was a, that was his name, you know what I'm saying? Tila Khan. You know, I thought that was supposed to be the little people from the Aqua, the, the Black Panther movie, man. But yeah, man, my man, they summoned my man. You know, that's his name. He came up out the water. <laughs> okay, came up out the water, feeling like a dolphin. Start throwing punches. Now the people know I'm awesome. Told them to get <laughs> off them, so I start to toss them. Now we in a tea party. Yo, shout out to Boston. You know what I'm saying? It was crazy, bro. He was throwing all, but he was throwing haymakers too. He wasn't even trying to throw them. He was throwing them from the hip. You know, anybody know you watch MMA boxing? You if you throwing something from here, like you coming from here with it, you getting that torque. Cause he was slim, but he, you know what I'm saying? He had some shoulders. Mm-hmm. He was throwing them jumps like Deontay Wilder. Like he was trying to knock somebody smooth out. Don't say Deontay Wilder, cause Deontay, Deontay Wilder, he didn't got knocked out by white boys. It was the wrong time to talk about Deontay Wilder. Different, different. Don't even do yeah. that. Yeah. Tyson Fury. Just, Tyson exactly, and, 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 and exactly. He a different type of white dude, but them, them, them beefy looking, you know, heavy looking white dudes was out there. They got dropped. Unlike Tyson, I don't. What, what, he a gypsy. What does that mean, Chris? Tyson Fury, a gypsy man. He ain't no, a, he ain't no regular white. He got some. He got something in him. I know, but these black people didn't lose to the white people, and Deontay Wilder been losing to this white dude over and over. See, I use a different example. The one. That's this is only loss. Hey man, Deontay Wilder hey, lost to one man, Tyson exactly. Fury, who hap- who exactly. might go down as the best heavyweight boxer ever of all time. That's a great <laughs> loss. That's a great loss. I'm taking it. If I if you talking about I'm beat, if I knock out 38 people in a 30 nights and 40th time I fight, I lost to the greatest heavyweight of all time. I'm taking it. That's a mm-hmm. great career. I don't care what nobody say. He, he not only did he beat me, he beat me. He I was so much of a soldier. He had me blood coming on my ears, and I was still trying to fight. I was going die in that ring. I was going exactly. 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 I'm willing to die for mine. I'm willing to die for mine. My pride, my family. You know what I'm saying I'm willing to die for this. I'm a real one. I appreciate what Deontay Wilder did. I think it was it was vicious. He came up to this day, all that. I was with to this day. He came up with the Wakanda <laughs> stuff and all that, bro. It was fire. I liked it. He got his ass beat. He got his ass beat. Unless unlike the big homies in Alabama, they showed up and didn't get their ass beat. They showed up and put hands on people. So continue, Chris. If that were you, you would have. I would have de-escalated the situation if it was. <laughs> that's what i'm here to say but if it did come to blows i would i would hope that some other black people would not mistake my curly hair for me being some type of a dark-skinned dominican or something like that to know that i'm actually one of you you know what i'm saying that's what i would hope let me let me interject at that let let me interject at that point because i think don't you think the entire diaspora will show up for that point like the melanin was in at that point like actually were all of those people no i can't see it you you don't see all black people okay but let's specify that you can't just say black people these are southern black folks like they're like a cookout it's like some it like some it like some clansmen trying to invade a cookout that's what it looked like because <laughs> i ain't never seen it was different colors and shades and bills he had every you had every archetype of uh black people down there joe man big small so that's what the I was women getting involved the women then the white <laughs> women was trying to come down current powers activate and, and you, you knew the people was you know people was visualizing you know in boxing they say you got to visualize the enemy you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you know they was replacing those people's faces with her, with middle managements because you've seen it as soon as the women came up the dudes was backing up and squaring up you know what i'm saying they were squaring up mm-hmm. and next thing you know a girl just come in and pull them and it was it was quiet they was on the ground oh like bro now i did see the woman get punched on 
by dudes in that case. Now, Chris. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> for, for like 0.5 seconds, I was just like, damn, damn bro. He, I, <laughs> he's like, I'm not acknowledging it. I was like, damn. <laughs> It was all it was all gender, it was all gender appropriate. Man on man, woman on woman. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, Mike, go back to what I was saying. Absolute cinema. It was great. You know what I'm saying? Everything was justified. You know what I'm saying? Like it was fire. Like I I galvanized in that way. I haven't seen it since the post the, the, the protest of Black Lives Matter. BLM of Times 20, bro. They was really putting hands on people. They was not rocking, dog. And then the police came. And did you notice that they the white people tried to fight the police? Yeah, everybody's on hands. At that point, they didn't care. So my thing is... No, the, the, the black police woman came. A real, not a security guard, a police woman came to try to break it up. And the white people tried to try, start to try fighting the black police officer woman. You think they care that she was a police officer? That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Then, the, then did you see the police woman get involved, though? Oh, I don't, I don't... Chris, I probably watched, like... Pepper Spray was out. Mace. Mace. She's macing them all. So not only now they trying to fight, they blind. So then the black people really giving them the beats. Oh, I see. did see this part. I did see this part. Yeah, she was sprinting because they tried to fight her. She pulled her down. She's wiggling them off. This was before the chair like got introduced when they started doing yes, table yes, yes. chairs. The chair, the chair was wild, bro. Yo, bro. The chair wild. Young OD. He OD with the chair. He OD. Young was, but <laughs> that was too but much. That was too much. That was to look, to me, for me, for me, for me, it's like this. This turned into ECW, not even WWF, not WCW. EC- ECW Extreme uh-huh. Championship Wrestling. If you know, you really was born in the nineties, eighties, bro. You know about <laughs> ECW. That's when they was really wrestling. They was beating each other, setting each other on fires, tax, all of it, bro. They was going in. They was going in. So then they brought all that to WWE when they got all acquired. But yeah. Ooh, shout out so, to the hold on, shout out to the bar and panties match. That bro, legendary moments, legendary <laughs> moments, bro. We were my my twelve year old man. I ain't never seen, literally, never seen nothing like that ever, bro, ever. You know what I'm saying? All you really see around your house is your mom. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, <laughs> yo, what the fuck? Oh, Jesus Christ, bro, what is going on, bro? Then they had the then they had the little um, hot tub match with the foam and all that, bro. Oh my god, I used to love going to my grandma's house on Monday nights. Used to wait. <laughs> well, you going to sleep, Granty? Good. Good. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She was like Skinner Max, but full Skinner Max, bro. Legend. <gasps> hey, WWF Raw at that content, bro. Emphasis Definitely. on Raw. <laughs> so we both agreed. We both agreed that we would have tried to deescalate, right? We both agree also that we wouldn't have thought to throw up our damn hat. Now, I guess the real question is, was that truly a signal or did he just not want to mess up his hat or did he not want his hat to be used against him? Because, you know, you could pull down somebody's hat and, you know, bank him one good time. So, like, we agree we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have done Compton. that. <laughs> hey, man, you, you can say Compton, but I'm saying, like, you know, Montgomery, Alabama, Jackson, Mississippi. I'm like, them sticks is different. Bro. Them sticks is different. At least we got palm trees. I don't know what they got. We got palm trees. All they had like. palms and knees. All they had was palms and knees. What are we doing, bro? It was just throwing hands. They throwing hands. Legendary, bro. Muay Thai. I first see this, the my homeboy Hearn posted, right? And he's already making a joke at the top of his story. So as I click the video, I kind of have this feeling that this is about to be funny. But then I see the fight start to occur, and I'm seeing, you know, the first guy, Mr. Pickett, get dropped to the ground. I get scared, right? Because I'm like, damn, we about to witness this shit? Like, they about to really do this to him? And then when I started seeing my niggas <laughs> assemble, and they just, but they kept showing up. My thing, I was just like, literally, what was happening that day where so many black people were in one space and were already triggered or in the heat enough to be like, all right, we about to throw hands. Because look, you had people walking up when it had already, like when the fight had dissipated. 
right? The white people got back in the boat. They was low-key, like, they were scared. They threw out all their best punches and motherfuckers just kept eating them. And then black people just kept multiplying and popping up. It was like their worst nightmare. <laughs> it was like, where these niggas coming from? <laughs> like, they had no idea where the fuck these niggas coming from. They taking over. And when they got in their boat, they thought it was done. And then you just had four, five of them walk up to them like, hey, yo, it's not over. <laughs> like, it's, it's, we just get started. And then the video proceeds to go another 10 minutes. <laughs> so at that point, it turns from like, I'm scared to like, I'm intrigued to then I'm smiling. Then I'm just like, damn, they really just gonna beat these white people like this, bro. They're not gonna get away with this. And for me to then see the mayor and the police chief come out and then say that this is potentially a hate crime, Chris, it made me feel good. Because it's that one moment where I feel like white people just need to get their ass beat sometimes. It's kind of like that kid when, you, when your mother tells you not to do certain shit, right? Like, don't touch the hot stove. You know, come in before the night come down. You gotta, you gotta, you know, you kind of just gotta test the waters a little bit. And sometimes you need to get your ass smacked, right? I feel like in this instance, white people just need to get their ass beat. And they got their ass. You listen to the podcast, we have merchandise. We got hoodies, we got tees, right? We got hats. We got patches. We got raincoats. We got we got, man, we got condoms. We got lighters. You know what I'm saying? We got perf control. We got uh, <laughs> we got flip flops. We got paddles. You know what I'm saying? We got beads, waist and anal. You know what I'm saying? We got uh, <laughs> we got we got magic wands. You know what I'm talking about for pulling rabbits out of hat and pulling birds out the nest. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'll go ahead and go up to Beyond Hood and Evil dot com backslash shop get your merch today thank you and it made me feel good because some people i really feel like don't learn their lessons until they get hands put on them and then at that point it gets terrible because when white people get their hands when white people get hands put on them then they become the victims and i like that I like that that did not happen, that they did not become victims. So, Chris, I was really proud. It made me think of uh, last week when we talked about um, they calling Tyrone. Remember that one scene? Well, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, I'm about to say about, I'm going to talk about one scene when, you know, toward the end of the movie, when they start to pull up, you know, he brought the whole hood with him, right? So they in the cars, right? They in the low riders. He got the gun. Right? He, even made, he even says like a, a line that's supposed to like galvanize, make people feel good. And in that moment, I was just like, yeah, man, we riding together. Then I saw that Alabama video, and I was like, that's the real representation of when your homies pull up and y'all ride together. You ain't even know nobody. You ain't even know nobody, but we all pulled up together. And that, to me, Chris, was like, you know, symbolic. I was like, I wish we always pulled up like that for each other. <laughs> I wish we always pulled up like, nah, nigga. <laughs> I got you. As someone who's trying to make his next move his best move, I had don't condone violence at all. I think we all should come together. <laughs> and these both. <laughs> It's trying to galvanize our community. Why do people always move to violence? There's no need for that. Lead with love. Lead with life. <laughs> Lead with life. Find the time to converse and figure out a way to safely and civically discuss your issues with each other. Find a way to converse or I'm going to put your ass in that hearse. All right? That's the bar. And, but if, I, if I'm taking off my... Uh, my, my uh, I don't care. If I'm taking off my... I'm trying to get hired hat. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. What are we talking about? They got about? what they deserve. They got what they deserve, bro. They got what they deserve. You know, it's hot out this bitch. It's a good enough reason. 50 Cent said it back when I was in 03, bro. He said it enough. You said, why with so many black people? Because it's hot outside. That's why they outside. It's hotter outside than it is inside. Because you want your electricity bill, your electricity bill be too high when you cut the air conditioning on. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go outside, catch a nice breeze, sit by the water. If I'm doing that and I see a, a, one of my black brothers getting beat up, I'm going to go, go tr- and try to diffuse the situation this takes me back to when i was younger i used to do that all the time if i see a situation i especially if i know somebody 
Like you somebody that I know I pose a rock with and I see you getting into an altercation. I'm trying to break it up. I'm trying to break it up. But if y'all agree to mutual combat and nobody jumping, I'm letting y'all shoot the fade. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, shoot, yeah. get your one. Get your one. It's one on one. Get your one. But if you a random stranger on the street, do I say it? Can I honestly admit that I got it in me to try and help some stranger get beat up like this getting jumped? I don't know. I'm just being honest, bro. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm a big yeah. dude. And like it would probably have to be a situation like the one in Alabama where it's like one black dude getting beat up by somebody like a race nigga. Yeah. Like that's what I feel like I would probably get involved. But if it's just like a black dude getting jumped by some other black people. I'm, I'm assuming the worst of the one who's getting jumped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just assuming the worst. He probably ran off. That's not my problem. That's not my business. I'm, I'm doing this to me. I don't see it. <laughs> I can't see. I'm blind. I'm legally blind. Hold it down, POP. He went from Hold this to like, nah, I can't see. I can't see. I can't see. I can't see it. I can't see nothing, bro. I don't see nothing, bro. They beating the shit. They beating dog, the dog shit out this dude. I don't see nothing. I don't know what's going on. Oh mm-hmm. my God, Chris, they're beating that guy up. Word, that's crazy. Where, man? That's crazy. Right over there. Where? I'm, I'm turning the opposite direction, wherever you point. I'm looking the opposite. Over there. I don't see nothing over there. Let's go this way. Bobby, mm-hmm. you got to help. Mm-mm. We ain't got to do nothing. But um, yeah, man. And that made me feel kind of bad thinking about it, though. Like, back to what I was talking about. I don't know if I would be, if I would have the same level of community or uh, spirit of tribalism to help somebody that I don't know, especially if it was black on black. Cause I wouldn't know the situation and I would assume the worst of whoever's getting jumped. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if that make me, and that make me feel like maybe I'm saying that's made me feel like I'm weak in a way. Cause like that's grimy. You don't want to see somebody getting beat up or hurt or assaulted. But at the same time, I also am the same type of dude. Like if I see a girl getting beat up by her boyfriend, I'm a, oh, yeah. I'm a say we something like, yo, what the, what's something. going on, bro? Like, Hey, Hey, what's up, man? Why y'all doing that in the street? Take that in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that oh, get, you beat her in front of me. I'm ahead of getting involved, man. Take that in the house, then beat her, bro. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I know it's messed up, but hey. <laughs> yeah, so, so I would interject. This is a real story. It was, I think this was like New Year's, maybe like 20. Ah, this is way back, maybe like 2014, 15, or something like that. Uh, and I'll keep the story short because I actually believe I told this story on the pod once. But um, to, to, to your point, I'm trying to deescalate any and every situation. When I see a, a woman being mistreated by a man, in this case, all that shit got out the window and I'm ready to interject and be a part of it. Part of the nonsense because my thing is, don't do this, bro. So I remember on New Year's, this is maybe 2013, 15, 14, 15, somewhere in that range. So about like eight years ago, we go out New Year's. And there's this dude at a bar. You can just see him going up. He's going crazy at the bar talking to this woman next to him. And the bartender right there, like in front of him, he's going crazy. And I'm peeping it. And Erica, like, Michael, don't say nothing. Because she hasn't seen this behavior from me before. Like, I perk up a little bit. Like, you know, what is that? You know? Become a little vigilante. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, what's going on over there? And I'm peeping the situation. I'm just looking. She's like, nah, just have a drink. Like, chill. And I'm like, nah. Like, what is he? Like, why is he, why is he so excited? And I decide, Chris, to go approach him. Warning. Don't do that. Mind your fucking business. Because <laughs> you don't know what bro going to do. Because if he's doing this to her, somebody he might like and probably fucking, what are you going to do to you when you just walking up getting in his business? Right? But I'm like, you know, I feel compelled. You know, I feel the Lord is calling me to do this. Right? So I walk over to bro. And um, actually, I walk, she walks away. And he's still there at the bar. That's when I decided to walk up. Because I wasn't going to walk up while she was there. Because um, the last thing I want to do is emasculate a person while he's in this super masculine energy in front of a woman. So I walk up, fast forward. Uh, he ends up telling me that she was flirting with the bartender, giving him her number 
And he had already caught her like the past two weeks talking and DMing the other dudes. So he was hot. Like, you're not about to do this in front of me. That's disrespectful. And so I was like, damn. Right. So I came over here thinking I'm about to have to like, you know, get a little fisticuffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to put myself in some trouble. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle it, but I can't let dude do this to this chick. One of the things I told him was like, hey, bro, you got to take this home to your point. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's going to happen when you go home. But I told him, I was like, yo, bro, in here, I don't want nobody coming in here seeing you as the problem and something unfortunate happened to you. Right. And so hmm. he sat there and I was just like, I just don't want anything to happen to you because you're trying to protect your space with your lady. You should really take this home and talk it through, bro. And he looked at me, man, and I could see it go from my anger in his eyes to him listening and then him settling. And he said, you're right, bro. I appreciate you. And we dapped and he waited till she got back and he grabbed her by the hand. And it wasn't I didn't see no like pool, like, let's go. But, I, you know, he, he led the way and they walked out and I was like, they about to either go home and have incredible sex. They about to break up or they about to fight. It's no longer my business because they're gone. I just knew that bro couldn't do this here. Right. And it all stemmed from did, seeing bro. him. She probably could be. And it could be all my fucking fault. I was like, just don't don't do that in public, bro. So to your point, if I see that happening in the public, it could be another bro getting beat up by another bro. I would feel conflicted. Right. Because like you said, I, I, I want to know, is he in the wrong or not? Because if he, he, you know, if, if bro did something to offend you he and, and you got and you, and you to punish him. <laughs> Hey, you got you got to do what you got to do. You got, and, it's, and it's like man on man. I ain't got nothing. To, I ain't got nothing wrong with that. Man on child. Man on elder. Man on woman. Man on um, handicap. It's not that easy. Oh, oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. Regular person versus retarded person. When I see a man, when I see when I see a man <laughs> handling a, a differently abled person, that's the phrase. Then I feel like I need to jump in. God, you, and I knew you. I jump in at that point. Because I'm like, yo, that, that that's offensive to me. I can't say, though, if I see another dude getting checked by another one, that I jump in. Or even a group, bro. Because <sighs> I ain't really trying to get my ass beat either. Because at least if it's a group Same. of white people and we get our ass beat, it's in the name of racism. It's, 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 it's in the name of we're supporting each other's tribalism. We're fighting back against the man. You know, if I get my ass beat, then, you know, it's, it, you know, it's, it's fine. I did it for a bigger, worthy cause. It's, it's bigger than me. It's noble. Yeah, exactly. It's noble. Um, and, and if I die in the case of this, we're going to sue the hell out of whoever that was, and we're going to get some money, right? It's going to make it on TV. It's going to be a big you thing. Got, you ain't suing nobody. If I get killed by, you know I'm saying? <laughs> well, my, my people, my people, my people, right? And I'm not talking about my family. My family ain't going to know what to do, but I, you know, my net, the way my network works, we're going we gonna to get some money. If, if I get killed or seriously harmed by other black people, especially from around the way, we don't get that intention. That don't make the news. So it's not strategic to jump in, which is fucked up. <laughs> that that goes to your right. mind. It's kind of fucked up. It's fucked up. But I'm like, yeah, there is this. This is a lose lose situation. I'm gonna step out of it. I'm gonna step out of it. So it's tough, man, to say this out loud because I'm like, man, I want to be the person that's gonna be a vigilante for everybody, man. If you're being wronged by somebody else, they put their hands on you. I'm gonna support and save you, Captain Save a Hope. But it's not. It's kind of irresponsible in many cases. So I hear you with that. It makes me uncomfortable thinking about that. So I'm gonna pose this to folks who are listening. If you see folks, and particularly talking to folks of color, if you see your folk, your kin folk beating the other kin folks' ass, do you jump in or do you just let them rock? If you don't know him, bro, I hate to say it, man. Fuck that nigga, bro. I don't care, nigga. <laughs> 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 hey, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> For trying to do this thing comes in KZ. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> am I wrong? Yeah. Hey, man. You know what I'm saying? I guess I am, man. But hey, man. You know? Man. Yeah. Hey, man. 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 Hey,
That's why I don't live around y'all, man. Stay away, away from y'all savages, man. I ain't heard you say that in a minute. <laughs> I ain't heard you say that in a minute. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> had to adjust the Tom Fours. Don't stay around y'all savages, man. Hey, man. <laughs> nah, okay, anime, so, bro. so in the advent of all of this, Chris, some of the some of the fallout or the follow-up from this is uh, apparently TikTok went crazy. Um, and, you know, white folks uh, went crazy on TikTok in a supportive way. Right. And this, these were white folks who were like, I'm not like those white folks that were in the video and they're separating themselves. And there's a lot of folks throughout history that wasn't really with the racist shit. You know, they weren't really with it, you know, but it was scary times. It was scary times, you know, where you had to, you know, some, some of the white folks supported black folks. Some of the white folks just kept their distance, but they weren't really in the shit. So you can say you were complicit because you weren't fighting against it. But who want to get murdered when it ain't your business? <laughs> Right. So white folks then took the TikTok and they were really smart and clever with their jokes. So they would, you know, have their little monologues, say all the shit they're going to say about them not being just like the racist other folks and supporting the black folks. And then, you know, that this is, you know, hilarious. And they would then have a black chair to symbolize for the tables, lighters and chairs. Although I think black bro that was hitting everybody with a chair actually had a white chair. Yes. I actually think he had a white chair, uh, but I guess this way, the flip chair. of it. Yeah. The- <laughs> it's a cookout chair. One of the cookout chairs. <laughs> that he Literally. flipped, and then the white folks were like, you know, sitting in their chairs, basically like have a seat, right? It was a plate on that. And I was like, man, this is really clever. And I saw this as a moment of solidarity, Chris. So oh, it is a moment of solidarity mm-hmm. where it was just like, you know, we are going to come together on social media and talk about the things we would never do in real life, which is actually white woman, white man who's making a TikTok. You won't say that to your cousin in real life. You won't say your. And your would you let your life. daughter date a black guy? Probs now. Let's, let's so, really talk about it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't, don't want to hear it. It sounds good, but when we get to it, it's not happening. So I don't want to hear it. Would you let your white daughter date a black guy? Person <laughs> all this stuff. Talk mm-hmm. probs now. So I don't want to hear and, it. And, 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 and I don't want you to be like, I don't want to hear these words come out of your mouth. You know, they're a good one. Oh no! Oh no! You're different. No! 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 I'm talking about the regular smegular dude over here. You know, that dude down the block. Fontaine. Fontaine. You letting Fontaine get with Jessica? I think not. I saw it. Again, I saw it as solidarity. But then you read through it, and it's just like, well, what is the actual real lifestyle you live? It's almost akin to, like, when people put the black squares up. You know, I put the black square up. I'm black. I put the black square up. You know, I saw so many other people put the black square up about three years ago, right, to be in support. And I thought in that moment, tongue in cheek, I'm like, yeah, man, moment of solidarity. But y'all real fraudulent here. So I thought that that was very interesting, you know, but now I want to know, Chris, the, the real question is, does this stop white people, in particular white men, racist men, from showing out? Or no. does, do you think this encourage more white racist men to show out? Or do you think it does nothing? It's just a moment in, 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 in the world. It's a moment of life and it'll pass and we'll keep doing what we do. This, this could be a whole nother conversation. But to me, this only further galvanizes people who are prejudiced to be more prejudiced. <laughs> just to make it straight to the point. I go on this long mm-hmm. diatribe and give all these points and examples. But when you see something like that, that only reinforces fear. Like, oh my God, it's finally happened. The race war's broken out. <laughs> oh my God, look at them. They're destroying us. Because it was nothing you could do. And in a way, the people that's apologists will try to be like, look, they were trying to leave. They didn't want any drama. They didn't want any trouble. They did their thing. They were wrong. Yeah. But they tried to leave. And then the black people came and re-escalated the situation. That's the way it's going to be read in history. You know what I'm saying? So how is it now my fault if I then retaliate to their re-escalation of the situation? Exactly. 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 
So in that, man, I just think it just reinforced negative stereotypes in some ways. But at the same time, it showed, man, you picked the wrong one. Oh, you better be ready to fight, bro, because you getting jumped. <laughs> you getting jumped, jumped. <laughs> and he throwing you in the river. That was the best thing I seen ever. Hey, yo, they threw me in the river. She came downstairs from the little ramp trying to intervene to think she could stop everything with her current yeah. powers. Bruh. Shorty wow. quickly was thrown in the river. They gave her the beats and threw her in the river. She's finished. It was all bad. Hey, yo, and then afterward, bad. She, 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 she came back on top of the water and then she thought about getting out and then she just rested there. <laughs> she said exactly. no. Because she's about to get beat no. up again. again. They said, oh, you came back for a second. And back in hey. again. Yeah. Again. <laughs> again. I did it once to do it again, again and again and again and again. You know what I'm saying? I showed up, showed up, showed up. Man, it was going to be all bad, bro. You know, the bad signal. Is this now within our black our black culture now? Like, is this in our culture? Like, if shit's about to go up, you think you're going to see a bunch of niggas tossing hats now? Like, to be like, hey, yo, it's about to happen? I didn't know you were an archaeologist, Mike, because these are the facts. <laughs> these are the facts. You know what I'm saying? There ain't no anytime you get in trouble, I'm I'm keeping it fitted with me. I'm gonna keep one in the car. I'm, going <laughs> in, in, in the car. I'm keeping it in the car. So I'm put. I'm like I'm look around. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> I don't see no black people. Mm -mm. Let me put on my hat <laughs> just in case. Uh -huh. I need to throw up the hat signal. Something happened. Show <laughs> sure, like I said. Woo -hoo. Mm -hmm. You want know, to so throw it up? <laughs> 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 What's a black noise you can say? What's a famous black that people are, all black people know? Hey, man, I'm from around the way, so I'm going to say, yee! But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I might say. I but, that. you know. I hey, do I'm in Cali, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that. But we'll, we'll, we'll see who pull up. I might get my ass be saying that shit because they might pull up and think I'm the problem. But then when they see I'm, exactly. you know, the problem's in front of me, then they're they going to show up. I'm going to keep the dad hat on me, Chris, so I can clip it in my belt loop. So then I can take it off and flip it up because I don't want that. Mike mess walking around looking like the pole. It's a great hair. This is a great hair. This, great this hair man this said hair he going to keep his hat clipped on his waist like an uncle keep their cell phone and a clip on the side with the Bluetooth in the ear. Mike is finished, y'all. He's washed out. <laughs> he's washed out. For, you know what I'm saying? All y'all listening, y'all know what I'm talking to. He's finished. He said he's going to keep a hat on his waist and a belt loop. Mm -hmm. Uncle Mike, y'all. I am who I am, and this California son ain't going to change me. Is that the podcast, Chris? That's the podcast. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you too, man.